Hi and welcome to episode 11 of the This Is Reportage podcast. My name is Alan Law, I'm the founder of TIR and I'm a wedding photographer too. And a happy new year everyone, happy new decade, can't believe it's 2020 already, madness. Today I'm really excited to be bringing you the brilliant Philip Swiggers. Hailing from Belgium, winner of no less than 15 TIR awards, his fifth overall in terms of lifetime awards. Philip has so much to share, including the importance of getting someone to photograph his own family, being an introvert in the extrovert world of weddings, advice for people who have been shooting for some time but are not happy with their current work, his personal project on social workers, which became a book and exhibition, what he's awful at, his tips as a previous judge and winner of five story awards himself for submitting to our story awards, how you should never stop believing in your own images and so much more. Hey, Philip, how are you doing? Hey, Alan, I'm, I'm fine. How are you? I'm really good. Thanks. Yeah, really good. Thanks for joining all the way from Belgium. You're in, aren't you? Yeah, I'm in Belgium. Le- I love to love to join this, uh, this talk with you. Oh, it's an honor to have you with us. It really is, man. Oh, it's, it's my honor. <laughs> oh, and how's, how's your wedding season been? Have you got many left? Uh, I just have one left uh, in December. Uh, and the rest was quite, quite good. Uh, I had a good year. I uh, had great couples, uh, lovely weddings. Um, yeah, it, it was good. That's cool. That's cool. How many kind of do you shoot to a year? Um, I think I, mostly it's about, I think this year is about 18. Oh, that's um, I, nice. Yeah. And for me, that's enough. I think I end up mostly like 18 or, or maybe 20. Uh, and that's, that's okay. I, I don't have... The ambition to to shoot like 30 weddings or um, I think 20 is fine for me yeah yeah oh that's a good number I couldn't yeah 30 some photographers do 50 60 someone wow. at someone at nine dots I met does regularly over a hundred a year oh my god it's uh, not, not for me <laughs> no no um, yeah never done it and no I think I'm, I'm fine like 20 and, and that's good for me yeah, I don't have the energy to shoot that amount. I think a hundred would be a lot. Yeah. But respect, respect for him for doing that, which is awesome. A lot of respect, a lot of respect. Yeah, yeah. I think for me, like twenty is. Huh, I I just need some. Um, sometimes I need some some weeks off to to refuel. I don't know mm. my yeah. my my brain or my mind to to stay creative. Um, I think what, that's the most important reason. I think yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. And what and talking about quiet times, what, what do you do in the kind of the low season, like this these winter months now? What do you do? Oh family. Yeah. I I, I love to spend time with uh, with my two kids and my wife. Um I can enjoy just just the little things. You know, on Saturday having breakfast together instead of rushing out and, and going out for a wedding shoot. No, just Saturdays are, are awesome. And uh-huh. and I try to to do like my me time in the weekends right now. So I try to ride a bike when I can. Um, oh, cool! Just relax and um, try to read um, a lot when I'm when I'm you know in when I have uh, my off season to just you know refuel. Yeah. Yeah, it's so important, isn't it? And you mentioned your family there. You do your own family photography as well, don't you? But I also, I read that I think every year you get someone else to photograph you and your family. So you're, you're actually in the photos. Yeah, I try to. I try to. Uh, I think the first time was um, uh, my good friend Eve, you know, Eve Scapers. Uh, oh, yeah. My family. And ever since that moment, I decided to try to I have a photographer over uh, like every year to do a uh, day in life. Um, and I love it. 
because I, I learned so much about um, having my own family um, photographer uh, to, to have it shot, you know. Um, it's, it's good to see um, how other people see stuff. And it's even more important to, to see what certain images mean to you. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I noticed that the most important images for me are not like the, 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 the most cool um, random shots or beautiful light or awesome composition, but the little moments that, that, um, that show who my family really is. Um, so that's what I want to do in my photography too. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's really cool. And I guess just being in the photos as well is a big deal because yeah, I, I'm never in any of my family photos, I think. So. Oh, you should. You should. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you, you have family to... too. You, you, yeah, you have family yes. too? Yes. Yes, so I've got. Um, I, I, I didn't forget then. I just I couldn't talk. I've got a <laughs> wife and two kids. Yeah, a boy and a girl. Um, and we've never been photographed by someone else. So I should do that. I think. Yeah, you should. You should come come over. Come over to the UK. Oh, maybe. Should... Yeah, <laughs> I would love to. I would love to. <laughs> well, you're very welcome anytime to come down. Oh, okay. Um. So you used to be a teacher, didn't you? I think. You say... Yeah. Um, yeah. What was that what you were doing just before getting into weddings? What, what was it like being a teacher? Ah, yeah, it was great. I've been a teacher for 15 years. Wow. Um, been a teacher in elementary school, just like kids from 6 to 12. And yeah, it was great. Um, I love being a teacher. I still love being a, te being a teacher. Um, but at a certain point, I, I got into photography again. And um, the combination of, of the two was too much. Wow. And I had to make a choice on... Um, and like obviously, the choice uh, at that point was was photography, right? Um, but yeah, I still leave, love teaching, so I try to to uh, make a good combina combination of, of shooting weddings, shooting families, personal work, and 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 some coachings or or workshops that we give here in, in Belgium. Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. And and so, how did you get to do your very first wedding? Can you can you take us back to how you got into it and and your very first paid wedding? Um, I think I got into it like maybe every everyone like some people um, in the neighborhood that were looking for um, wedding photographer, and they just asked me, and I think I, I shot it for like peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> But um, I mainly got in the in the wedding industry by um, second shooting um, okay. with another photographer, uh, a famous photographer at that time, uh, or wedding photographer at that time in in Belgium. He doesn't oh. shoot uh, weddings anymore, but um, oh, okay. yeah, I learned a lot um, with, with shooting with him and and seeing how he handled stuff and yeah. Cool. And and did you did you shoot with just that one uh, photographer, or did you shoot with many others, or was it mainly just that one? No, just one. Um, because it was like every wedding, he he only uh, went out shooting weddings with two photographers, and I was his second photographer. And um, so I stopped shooting weddings with him when I got too much weddings of my own. So uh, that's where where it stopped. So he's working with somebody somebody else now. Uh, okay, and, cool. Uh, yeah, I never shot second shot any other weddings um, after that. I think. Oh, um, you've been too busy with your own weddings. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I, I I'm 
telling this to myself every year. I'm going to second shoot a wedding with someone. Um, but, you know, there's just no time. When I'm shooting 20 weddings, um, ha, you know, the, the, the free weekends I want to spend with the family and, and do other stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I totally get that. And for your very first wedding then when it was you were the, the lead shooter, um, how were you feeling there? Were you confident because you'd done all that second shooting or were you still, were you nervous? How, how did oh, it go? Yeah. I'm, I'm always nervous. <laughs> I, I don't remember that specific wedding, um, but I must have been extremely nervous. Uh, I still get nervous on, on every wedding. Um, not, not when I start shooting, but, you know, like the road to the wedding. Once I start my, sh- uh, my, my photography, it's, it's fine. But I think before um, I get into the room, um, I'm always nervous. I'm I'm doing this for like 12 years right now, and right. I'm still a little bit nervous for every wedding. So, oh, um, I totally relate to that. I'm still nervous. I still on the way to every wedding, I always have to stop and have a little nervous wee, like oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't stop. I don't stop, but I'm I'm nervous. And then just when the door opens and and the dad, mostly the dad of the bride, opens the door and. Uh, and it's it's gone, you know. But yeah, it's just the road there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you think? Did, do you get nervous when you talk as well at conferences and things and workshops? Uh, well, I think I think it depends. I I was really nervous the first time I talked at a conference. I think it was a, the master conference or seminar um, last year. Right. Oh yeah, I was extremely nervous because um, I don't know why. Um, yeah, probably because I, I doubted myself or, or I don't know. Mm. But once I'm on the stage, I feel quite comfortable, actually. Um, yeah. Well, that's cool. That's very cool. And I think you spoke, you've spoken about um, being an introvert, haven't you, in, in such an extrovert world that is weddings. Yeah. Can you tell us a bit more about that? Uh, yeah, well, it's kind of strange because, like, I turned 40 this last year and... Um, it, like it's really strange. I just found out uh, at this age that I'm an introvert. <laughs> I was like <laughs> like a shark. I I, re- I actually didn't realize it, but I I really la- realized it um, uh, in a session I had with Susanna Susanna Barbera. She's oh yeah, awesome. By the way, she helped me with my uh, with my talk, and uh, it was awesome. And after our first session, we found out actually that I'm an introvert. But that I'm actually so good in hiding this introvert. Um, I just learned throughout the years to to hide this introvert guy, because yeah, you know, we live in an extrovert world. We we have to be uh, social. Uh, people mm. expect us to to party along, to to talk to people, and I think uh, I, I did a good job in in hiding it. Um, <laughs> And I, I just realized that that hey man, I'm 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 kind of an introvert. I don't <laughs> I, I need some time to to uh, be on my own and and not talk to people. And um, mm. yeah, and it's strange it though, isn't it? Eyes. Because because weddings are such a kind of you need to be kind of. Well, you feel pressure, I think, maybe to be a bit more extroverted at a wedding. It's very, you know, people are around partying and it's quite full on. So, yeah. yeah. How, how do you find it being an introvert? How do you kind of cope with that? 
Um, I think for me, it's, it's extremely important to, to make a good connection with my couple before the wedding. Right. Uh, I need to gain their trust. I need to talk to them. I'm, I'm meeting them like two times at least before their wedding. Oh, okay, uh, cool. Because they're like for me, the introvert is um, getting less introvert when I'm feeling okay with people. When the first, the, the hardest part is the the first contact. You know, when I arrive, for example, at, at conferences, it's like, oh my god, uh, uh, talking to new people is is um, is hard for me. Yeah. So so I make sure I I know my couples before. And and for the rest of the day, I try to be um, just myself. But you know, the, the introvert helps me too. You know, I I'm I don't like to be in the middle of the, or the center of the uh, of the attention. Mm-hmm. I try to document the wedding the way I see it. Uh, not I, I don't talk a lot to people. I just make them feel comfortable in my way. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, no, that's cool. And, and and people have different approaches, don't they? And, and I'm like you, you know, when I when I get to a wedding, I'm, I'm friendly and say hello. But then I literally I virtually start no conversations. Me personally, mm-hmm. I'm just very quiet and I just want people to ignore me. Um, but there are other photographers who like, you know, like the banter and, and chat with everyone. It's just it's different for everyone, isn't it? Yeah, it's different for everyone. And that's a good thing. You know, you, you mm. just have to be yourself. And um, for me, it's just the most important thing is, is making uh feel people at ease and i don't think you have to talk a lot to to make um, people feel okay or make people feel okay with the camera you you can do it in another way um, yeah I, but no, that's t- for everyone of course i think like uh, people who are extremely extrovert are um they they have a lot of advantages and and we have them or I have them uh, like as an introvert too, you know, so yeah. Yeah. It's all good, isn't it? But it, the world's big enough for both types of verts. Yeah. It's all good. <laughs> okay, cool. Let's, um, let's change tack slightly. So I'd like you to, what's the first thing that comes to your mind when I ask what makes you happy? Um, I think that's easy. I think the first thing that makes me happy is when I think about my kids my son and my daughter you know when i um ha huh, the little moments in the morning when they wake up um and i go uh, to them to to hug them or to cuddle them and to you know wake them up or the same thing in the evening when when they go to sleep and um, um we we have this little hug uh, before they go to sleep like little things um you know, my, uh, it's so it's so great. We, my Dora, she she's telling, she's saying the same thing every night when she goes to bed, and so it's, it's so cute. She she's saying, um, "I love you to the moon and back for oh. forever." Yeah, but then in Flemish, you know. But it's yeah, it's so it's it's awesome. I recorded it, oh. so <laughs> I recorded it once. So when she uh, gets married, I'm gonna play it on our wedding or something. I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's very cute. That's it's it's really cute. It's little moments that make me really happy. Yeah. Oh, that's lovely, man. Do you think because I've got a daughter as well? Do you think when you're shooting weddings, do you think about the future and maybe your own daughter's wedding? Oh, my own daughter's wedding. I <laughs> no, I, I try not to think about that yet. <laughs> yeah, it's a long way uh, off. She's, no, she's only seven, so I hope I hope she to, to, to keep her a little bit small as long as I can. Yeah. Um, no, not I'm not thinking about their wedding. 
Um, <laughs> I'm thinking about their future though, but not like specifically their wedding. I don't want to to put up like certain expectations. So you know, what if they don't get married? They don't want to get married. It's fine. You know, it's yeah, yeah. Well, my daughter's seven as well. So same oh, age. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, Great age. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Super cute, super cute. Yeah. Um, but it's funny, isn't it? When if if they get married, there's going to be quite a lot of pressure on us uh, for a good speech because we've seen a lot of speeches in our time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a good. Th- I'm going to think about that one. <laughs> You've got a lot of time to prepare. About the speech of my daughter's wedding. Yeah, I got some time to prepare. So yeah, uh, <laughs> no, I'm not thinking about that yet. No, cool. Long way off. Long way off. Cool. Yeah. Um. What, what does it mean to be successful for you? Um, I think success for me, it's a hard one because, you know, I thought about that many times. I think success is about, about balance. I think balance in, in three, three important things, you know, it's not like work-life balance. It's more like when you, um, when you get these three things and, in, in the right order and in, in balance, I think that means you're you're a successful person. And for me, these three things are like um, your business, of course. Um, when you have a, a good business um, that you love, like your work, you're going, you, you love to go to your work and you um, enjoy um, spending time at your work like like I do. And you you make a good living out of that to support your family. Um, that's the first thing. And I think second thing is is a good um, finding a good balance in doing that work uh, together with with your family, with your family life. Like like for me, it means doing twenty weddings and the rest of the weekends are family time. Mm. And the third thing is like me time. I need some time for myself um, to to just spend time for me you know uh, to be on my bike or or just to do stuff just for me i think yeah balancing uh, those three things means success for me i think yeah that's great i think that's that's a that's a brilliant answer man totally agree it's great oh, yeah thank you <laughs> and if you <laughs> say if you had 24 hours totally to yourself and, and money was no object what what would you do in that in that 24 hours oh man that's a hard one. Um, I think again, family would be would be important. I think, ah, you know, I'm. I think spending the most the best time with my family in those twenty four hours. I think, I you know, the first thing that pops up for me is like, take my kids, take the car, um, drive to Paris, and go to to. Uh, Disney World or something, oh, um, yeah. something like that. I don't know, and just be together. Um, that sounds lovely, man. That's really nice. That is yeah, really. I've nice. never been there, and and we we've been thinking about going there. Um, I don't know if if it's worth it, but yeah, I think the kids would love it. So yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, they. W- I, I've never been as well, and my daughter oh. would absolutely love it. How have you got? So you've got one daughter, and what else? And one son. And one son. Oh, oh same nine. as me. Oh, he's nine. Yeah. Oh, okay, so my son's five, almost five. Oh, cool. yeah, they'd love Disney, Disneyland. Yeah, you should go do it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> well, we'll do it. <laughs> um, it would be, I guess it's quite easy for you to get to Paris as well, isn't it? Yeah, I think it, it would be like two hour, three hour drive or something. Yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah, easy. Or do probably it. Been... Take, take the train or something would be easier. I don't know. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think from England, you can get like a specific kind of Disney Euro tunnel, which is all Disney. Oh, yeah. Stuff, yeah, be. probably. probably. <laughs> um, so let's get back to let's go back to photography. Um, what advice would you give for photographers who who've maybe been shooting for, you know, a few years, maybe four or five years and and they don't feel like their career is is advancing the way they want it to. Maybe they feel a bit stagnated, a bit bored of their own work. Do you have any kind of advice for those kind of people? Mm, I think I think what I told you before about second shooting. I think right. second shooting is always a great idea when you're stuck. You can just shoot for free um, um, and with a free mind and just 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 do whatever you want. Um, and you can learn from someone who who is shooting that wedding actually as a first. Uh, shooter and and mainly I think when you're stuck and you're already in the business for a few years I think doing some personal work um, is uh, always a good idea just uh, just mention your personal personal work there you've done um, a big project on social workers haven't you I think which you you published a book about um, and you have an exhibition as well I think can you tell us about that how that came to happen yeah I was like I wanted to do some personal work for years but I like many people, I didn't know what, so I just didn't do it. Uh, yeah. But there was some guy who came up to me and he asked me to to document uh, social workers in Belgium. So I said, yeah, I'm going to do it. So I started it, but I didn't know actually myself what social workers did. So actually it meant that I had to document people who actually didn't want to be documented um, oh, wow. like, like homeless people or people who are involved with drugs or, you know, or young people who have pro- problems with, with uh, their, their parents. I don't know, many things, uh, people who are sick or dementia or stuff like that. Wow. Massive, oh, man, right? I, I learned so much and, and it was hard, you know, it, it, it wasn't easy because I, most of the time I thought my, my images were like, like really bad. I, <laughs> I could, but that I didn't care about it because, you know, I, a big thing for me was that I couldn't post it on social media. Right. And I think that that is really important because today I think we shoot too much about or how we think we should shoot because other people um, are going to like it or not going to like it. And that was a big eye opener for me. I just shot it for myself, just how I felt. And it was an eye opener. I just, I, I was not nervous to shoot that project because it was okay. When, when I did a bad shot in my eyes I, or in my point of view, I just went back another day and tried again. Right. Uh, and I, wow. I worked really hard to make the best out of it. Was it a lot of days of shooting then for that? Yeah, like uh, there were uh, a lot of social workers who contacted me that I could follow them for one day. So I had to drive around, around Belgium and I tried to follow them like for several hours a day, like for four or five hours. And sometimes it was really interesting, but sometimes uh, there was like nothing really to see or or to shoot. So that was the hard part. Um, right. Uh, and was it uh, yeah. was it quite upsetting at times? It must have been quite hard, I thought. Um, it was hard in a way that I had to gain trust every time again. Every, right, yeah. you know, I had, I had a contact with the social workers. Um, I connected with them before, but once I got in the situations like with, you know, for example, homeless, I, 
um, I had to connect with these people too on the spot, not before. And I had to talk to them like maybe for an hour before I asked them, hey, is it okay to take some pictures? So um, I had to, to work hard so they trusted me. Um, right, yeah. That's a big yeah, deal. I, and, and, and maybe with being an introvert as well, it would be, it, that would be even scarier for me, I think. Yeah, well, I think, I think it's the first contact, like I said before. And the first contact was mostly made by the social worker. Right. So I was there. They introduced me. I, I came along and I listened to their story. And after the, the introduction was made, I, I asked them if it was okay to shoot. So, yeah. Well, that's that's cool, man. Do you do you know of any of your subjects who have, have have seen the images, seen the book? Have you had any feedback from that? Yeah, yeah. Some of a lot of them have uh, have seen the pictures, and mostly they they love it, especially the social workers, because um, you know the thing was the social workers are really like they want to protect their they they call it their clients, right? They, because they want to be they don't want them to be misabused or something or. Um, they were afraid that pictures are going to appear on social media and stuff. But mm. the, the only place where they are shown right now is in the book that is published and in the exhibition. So a lot of people, um, a lot of social workers that I shot were at the opening at the uh, of the uh, ex- exposition last okay. year, and they 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 loved it. Seeing it, how how they. I think the things I hear here the most is that they love the integrity um, of of their work. That's cool. Um, yeah. No, oh, that's great, man. That's awesome. And what what was it like seeing your work um, in an exhibition like that? That must have been pretty pretty cool. Oh yeah, it's awesome. It's <laughs> uh, it's so awesome because that's the thing we we don't or we don't have a lot in in wedding photography. We don't see our images uh, printed enough. Mm. I think. When, when you see your, your images on your screen, you've seen it like 10 times again and you edit it and you edit it again and you, you, you work hard to get the best out of it. And then you put it away, you put it somewhere in the, in the cloud. But what happens in, in, in this thing is that you have it printed, you go to the, to the lab and you see it for the first time like uh, at one meter at, at 90 centimeters or something. And yeah, it's awesome to see this work on, on the wall like in the end of the project i was tired of looking at my images you know you have the same thing <laughs> yeah. when you're looking at your your same wedding pictures again in the end you don't really love them anymore or you know you've seen them too much but yeah. every time i see them again on a big wall it's hot yeah it's it's like a kick you know it's adrenaline it's, yeah, yeah. bet it's cool. You know, I've 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 thought about for a while now. I'd like to do an exhibition of this is reportage images. You know, and show have an exhibition that is about the the skill and artistry of documentary wedding photography. I think I think that would be great. Yeah, you should. You should. You should. Mm-hmm. I so think I think it it would be good to, to educate our clients even more about how important um, real moments and and uh, real situations are. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> um, yeah. What what effect, you know, doing that personal project, do you think it, it's had an effect on your wedding work? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, I think I, um, before my personal work, I just um, thought about other people too much, uh, about what other people or photographers uh, thought about my work, it made me insecure, made me insecure about, uh, what should I post on social media? 
Um, is this okay? Is this good enough? And doing this personal work made me realize that I don't have to care about what other people think. I don't know why, or I don't know. It just, it was liberating in some kind of way. Yeah. That's cool. Um, yeah. No, that's cool, man. Awesome. Um, changing tack again slightly. Um, okay. Can you t tell me something that you're really, really bad at? Oh, where I'm awful at. I'm, hmm, I'm awful at, um, huh. I'm awful at talking. <laughs> no, you're not. You're great. <laughs> no, I think I'm awful in like the, again, like the the first contact with people. That's really something that I have to work on. You know, uh, sometimes I'm so into myself that I um, I cross people on the street and I don't say hello because I'm just in my you know in my introvert zone. I, right, it's yeah. not that I that I don't want to say anything. It's just that I'm. I'm there, but I'm I'm not there, you know. <laughs> I'm just doing stuff in my mind and thinking about mm. stuff, and I just people can just cross me, and that sometimes I just didn't even see them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, I'm awful uh, at, at that. I think. But I mean, yeah. but but we spoke just before starting this podcast, and you were very natural. We've never spoken or met before. I think you were very natural and just 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 really easy to talk to, man. Yeah, I try to, but it's again, it's um, hmm, I get really insecure in in first contact. When I, when I would see you for the first time, I don't know when I would come to Nine Dots or something. I um, it would be really hard for me, even after we spoke right now, um, to come up to you and say, "Hey, Alan, how are you?" It's it just oh, really I people. I need people to step up to me <laughs> and, right, yeah. and say, hey, Philip, how are you? And then, okay, then it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. No, I get that as well. Those yeah, social that. anxieties. <laughs> yeah. um, you very kindly wrote a piece about us, for, about when you judged for us and your thoughts and tips and submitting to the awards. And there's super advice in there. Um, I urge everyone to read it. I'll include a link to it in, in the post uh, on the site. Um, and one of the parts you wrote about was about our story awards. Um, and you've won an amazing like five story awards yourself, which is awesome. Um, could you talk a little bit here about the stories in particular and your tips for people, you know, wanting to enter and maybe win a story award? Um, yeah, I, maybe. Um, I got this question from somebody else last week too. So for me, I think story awards are really important because I try to, um, I don't, I used to shoot for awards, but I don't shoot for awards anymore because mm -hmm. that like, but I try to shoot, um, as good as I can for my couple and yeah. shooting as good as I can for my couple mean that I, deliver them, first thing that I deliver is a slideshow and the story just needs to be right. The first picture needs to be right. The last picture needs to be a good picture, you know? And I try to, on the actual day, on a wedding day, to think about story, to think about what needs this story as a first picture, what needs this story like as a, as a, maybe as a last picture. And the most important things for me in a story are the in-between moments. Right. You, know, you, know, you know, all the, the weddings have the same uh, important key moments like the rings or the kiss or uh, everything, you know, what, what comes along with a wedding. Mm -hmm. But I think the most important thing, what, what actually defines one certain wedding is the in-between moments. The people there and the in-between moments, you know, um, things that, that happen on that 
actual wedding that don't happen on another wedding. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and I think that that's important. I try to think as much as I can um, in story that when I get home and I make my slideshow that I don't miss a single thing in my story because when I miss something, mm, that sets me up. You know, <laughs> damn, I have to think about I have to think about that next time. Um, that's what I do every, every time. When I see my slideshow, that's my, that's my product that I deliver to my clients. I try to look at it and see, okay, am I missing anything? Next time I'm going to do this or this, right? That's how I look at stories. And when you were judging for us, was there anything specific about certain stories that really kind of put you off and, and made you not, not vote for them? Um, no, not, not really. I just... For me, uh, it's the same. It's not the same as judging single pictures, but in stories, you have to, you know, when I'm judging a contest, I, I'm judging with my just with my feeling, with my gut. You know, the right. first thing is has to be something. Uh, I have to feel something that can be like, um, like something funny or something or emotional or oh or wow or. Something like that. I have to feel something. And then when I feel something, the next thing is what I do is I, I go and see if, if the light and the composition and everything is okay uh, to, to make this picture like award worthy. Um, but in a story, that's the same thing. When you look at a story of like 15 or 20 images, um, I need my wows or O's or, or you know, my emotional moments in, in that story. When you put all the strong, emo only the emotional stuff, um, like only in, in the last three pictures, I think you should, you should keep it more like, I don't know, you know what I mean? You, you have to um, look at the story and feel the story when you're looking at it. Mm, totally, yeah. And you touched upon there as well how it is subjective. And one of my favorite bits of your advice was talking about how subjective, obviously, photography is and judging is. And that if you if you love your images, you know, you need to resubmit them again because you don't know, you know, what's going to appeal to either any judges. And I think that's really great advice. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Never stop believing in your own images um, because that's what we see or what I see even too much in, in contests um, is um too too much of the same stuff you know mm -hmm. um so put your you in it you know your identity and if you believe in an image just su submit it and submit it again even even for like like 10 times i don't care just just that's the the awards that um, um mean the most to me are the pictures that i like the most you know sometimes you win an award with an image that you say okay this is an okay uh, yeah. images that that you love the most uh when you win an award with those it's it gives you an, an awesome feeling yeah, yeah that's true that's cool cool awesome um let's change tack again slightly again um have you ever met or photographed anyone famous um anyone famous yeah actually yeah i as a second shooter on the wedding of the of this guy where i started out i shot the wedding of stephen defour the uh, football player. Oh, um, oh, really? Oh, okay, I'm not 
too much into my football, but oh, that's oh, cool. Oh, he played in England. He played with Burnley, actually. Oh, okay, cool. He's back in Belgium again, but yeah. Yeah, and it was, was one of my first weddings, and it was kind of, he, it was kind of funny because I had to shoot him in getting ready because, like, the first shooter does the, the bride, and I had to go there. I was extremely nervous because, you know, one of my first weddings, and I had to do this one. Oh, that and they is had, They had a game the day before with um, the national team, so uh and they lost big time so oh, no. I, yeah and um i was on the door and uh he opened up in his football short and um yeah it was, he was a nice guy we had a we had a good time he was looking at i think he was even watching uh he was watching an episode of colombo i still remember oh really so wow funny. yeah <laughs> one more thing yeah, we, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny oh cool um you're you're part of the Mind the Moment collective, aren't you, with three other photographers? Um, yeah, we are with four. Yeah. Uh, cool. Can you tell us more about that? How did that come about, and what you do? Uh, well, yeah, we wanted to to organize our workshops uh, together with Tris Tris Ringle Nelawati and um, Yves Schepers, and we started a collective. Um, I love the way, I love the way you say their names, by the way. I could never say oh. their names like that. It's so cool. <laughs> uh, I try to to make a mix of. Uh, Flemish, English. <laughs> that was great. Sorry. But, yeah, carry um, on. Cool. Yeah, no, we have a collective, and um, we. I think we at this point we we um, uh, give workshops for uh, gave workshops for about I think 120 people right now. Oh, wow. Mostly, cool. no, all of them are um, Belgian or uh, Dutch, and we're starting to have a, a good community, uh, a good community with people that not share. Um, a lot of information with each other. A lot of people start shooting together. It's it's great to see um, um, because that's the, the good thing about teaching and and doing stuff like that. It um, what we have. I think that's maybe that that's our strength. We we just we don't do it just to earn money. Of course, we we earn some money with it, but we do it because we love it. We we love to inspire people, and we. Sometimes we talk to each other and, and we, we say, hey, have, have you seen this guy? He, he's become so good. And, you know, it's not because we told stuff, but it gives us a great feeling, you know, to mm. see people evolve and, and grow. And, yeah, it's, um, well, that's yeah, it's cool. a good thing. Well, I can tell from talking to you and meeting Eve as well, the passion that you have for it. And I guess it's come on from what well, your teaching background as well must be handy for doing your own workshops and yeah i guess so i guess so um yeah i that helps obviously um you know it's it's not actually it's not that much the same as uh, uh that's uh, different as teaching ki- uh children uh, oh really you, no you, you know the the biggest part in in teaching for me is has always been you know especially with kids was when when they love to come to school you know a lot of kids don't like to come to school mm. But when they love to come to you as a teacher, you you have already like one for 80 percent of, of 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 what you want to teach, you know. Because when they feel good and when they start their day and they want to come to school and say, "Oh, we're going to school. We love our teacher," yeah, well. you, you you have you know you you have them, you know. And it's the same thing with um, with teaching uh, photographers. When you when you just do it for the money, it it won't work. It just it just won't work, you know. When you when you you're doing it with passion, I mean, you give your people the feeling that they that you actually care about making them better. You know, it it's always gonna work. It's 
it's ex exactly the same. So that's what we're doing. And that's what we are doing like naturally. It's not because we have to, because we want to. Yeah. That's cool, man. That's awesome. That is awesome. Um, I think I've got time just for one more question. Um, so other than photographic skill, what skills or attributes do you think wedding photographers should have? Um, huh, the photography skills for me is like 20%. Mm. And the rest is, the rest is all you know what's inside of you. Think what's inside of or, or between those ears, you know, um, what's what's holding you back to get close, for example. Um, is it because you're insecure, or is it because you're an introvert, <laughs> or, yeah. or is it you know? I think a lot of um, the most part of the is is your your personality, mm. uh, and the the hardest part to um um to work on on that is to um you know don't uh, look at other people just just try to look at yourself and try to um create your own identity in uh in your photography and that's hard because a lot of people like myself uh, didn't know um who i am or who i was like uh, and that's a hard thing you know uh, so i think the most important thing is is in between your your ears um i think yeah your mind and keep your mind fresh and creative and to just do your own stuff um yeah yeah that's, yeah, that's huge isn't it that's that really is do you not look at kind of any other wedding photographers work now or, or did no. you no no i stopped because i'm too um hot i get to, too too um, too quickly influenced by other people. Right. Um, it's just who I am. So um, I'm on Instagram. I try to to you know look at uh, or or spend time for my own business on Instagram. But I don't look at other uh, wedding photographers. Um, I just don't do it. Yeah. Maybe after ten or twelve years, I'm kind of tired of looking at wedding <laughs> pictures. Maybe that's, yeah. that's the thing too. But uh, I try not to. You know. Uh, I try just just do my own thing. What I do is look at you know I, I look at documentary photography uh, photographers. I don't know, but not exactly to inspire me. Just just you know, I try to just to be myself and let the inspiration come from my experiences or or from inside. Yeah, that's cool, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Oh man, Philip. Honestly, that was so cool. Thanks so much for that. Thanks for your time you're welcome that was so good so interesting loads of great bits of information um i'll include lots of your great images in the post and a link to that the article you wrote uh, for us about judging as well um a link to your to your book as well and your personal project oh, and yeah and honestly thank you so much that was that was fantastic oh, thank you alan it was great uh, talking to you and hopefully i'll get to meet you in the flesh sometime yeah yeah we should we but should. definitely come Very up soon. to me and say hello <laughs> yeah we'll try <laughs> awesome man thanks a lot okay thanks bye thanks for listening to the 11th episode of our this is reportage podcast and the first of 2020 it was fab speaking to philip hope you enjoyed listening too you can visit thisisreportage.com to find a link to the piece he wrote about judging for us as well as links to his personal project on social workers and the mind the moment collective if you did enjoy it, you can subscribe to our show on iTunes to be notified when each new weekly episode is ready, bringing you advice, tips and backstories from some of the world's best photographers each week. 
And if you're not already a member of TIR, check out all the benefits of joining us. We're all about promoting the skill and artistry of documentary wedding photography. And members receive lots of benefits, including 60 reportage award entries and 18 story award entries per year, an unlimited number of images shown on your profile, exclusive discounts on wedding photography related products, invites to our physical meetups and parties, and much more. Collection 13 is open for entries now. Deadline is January 24th, 2020. And this will be the first of our six collections for the year. So if you're interested in possibly making our top 100 photographer list for 2020, now is a great time to join and start entering. No poses, nothing staged. This is Repertage. And this is bye for now. <laughs>